0: And yes, good morning to you once again. If you're just joining us today, we're glad to have you here at GospelBellsRadio.com. It's Monday, the 30th of October 2023. The program is On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. My name is Ulufemi Oguntokun. You can follow me on Twitter at Ulufemi Oje. You can follow Gospel Bells Radio on Twitter at Gospel Bells Radio. We live in an age of moral confusion. You must have heard that over and over again. And if you have not heard that, I'm sure you do. again. Agree, that we live in an age of moral confusion. There are many people struggling to think through uh, the many issues confronting society today. Think of it uh, from well, what is the place of faith in the society? From uh, the who has the responsibility for bringing up children in the society? From same-sex relationships to gender plurality to gender fluidity, you just find confusion everywhere. Confusion all over the place both from political leaders, from political leaders, from, from cultural commentators, from religious leaders, and unfortunately also from, uh, from the Church of Christ. And I'm sure you must have been amused at one point or the other uh, by religious leaders, political leaders, other commentators trying to be politically correct about these matters. Uh, you see people writing books or writing posts on social media or answering questions posed in an interview and trying to skirt, just to, to skirt the issues because, well, everybody wants to be politically correct or some people are truly confused about what stance uh, they should take. And that is why, uh, in the midst of all these conversations, uh, Confusion. It was refreshing to hear the clarity with which the newly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives in the United States stated his worldview. And that's the point we want to address this morning uh, in this section of On the Lord's Side uh, the need for every Christian out there to have a worldview and to be clear about what one's worldview is. You have to have a worldview and you should be very clear. About what your worldview, what your worldview is, well, so I do not know how closely is uh, how closely you follow political development in the US, but if you follow closely, or even if you have been consuming news, you must have understood uh, that well, the United States House of Representatives found it difficult to elect a speaker after Kevin McCarthy was uh, was removed as speaker, but I mean there is just a lot of uh, political understanding beyond uh, behind that uh, which we are not going to go into today, but we have a, there is a new speaker in the United States House of Representatives and you may sense the excitement in my voice, uh, talking about him because, well, for many of us who think from Christian conservative point of view, uh, we are delighted to have our speaker, Mr. Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, a, a confessing believer, a Christian with a track record of speaking up for and protecting Christian values and conservative values in the uh in the United States. He, he was born on okay, I'm trying to get to his bio now. He was born on January 13, 1972, so he's, just, he's 51 years old, uh, married to Kelly Larry. He has four children, including one adopted uh, son from from Africa. Uh, he, was, he was formerly a lawyer, active in his legal career. Uh, now, uh, then he joined the Louisiana House of Representatives and then was elected to the United States House of Representatives in 2016. Uh, now, as I mentioned Later on, he has been elected as speaker. And if you do just a Google search for what view Mike Johnson, you find different reports. I, I want to read out the headline just before we go into the story. From the Business Insider, it says Mike Johnson says the best way to learn his views is, and it didn't pick up. Uh, the Guardian said, Go pick up a Bible. Speaker Mike Johnson def- defends his stance on social issues. And now, uh, just before I read out the, the exact statement that uh, that this gentleman made when he was answering those questions on his worldview, uh, w- what's a worldview? When we say we need to have a worldview, you need to have a worldview. I should have a worldview. A worldview is a comprehensive framework of beliefs, values, and assumptions about the world and how it operates. That's a worldview. Simply stated, you must have a comprehensive framework, a framework for thinking through issues. For a framework for thinking through issues, for making your decisions, for defending your values, for holding on to beliefs, for making assumptions. So much so that when anything is posed, when any question is posed to you, when any uh, any development arises in the in the culture, you must have a framework for for taking a position because a position you must take. And there are many people out there who are trying to convince us that look, you don't really you don't really need to take a position on some of these things. But the position you must take to take to take a to not take a position is to take a position. Right to refuse or fail or become unable to take a position is to actually take a position on many of these. I mean, think of some of the uh, the topical issues in the culture today. Uh, say same-sex marriage, for example. If you were uh, a religious leader, a church leader, or a social commentator, or a politician, and if you were to refuse to take a position, that's taking a position. If you were to say, well, uh, well on, on this issue, I do not have a position. Let people do what they want to do. You have taken a position by not taking a position. So, you you should have a worldview. I should have a worldview, and uh, that's what a worldview is a comprehensive framework a framework of beliefs, values, and assumptions. What do you believe? What are your values, and what are your assumptions? And so, the question must be I want people ask you, I mean, how do you define your worldview? Some would say, though, uh, mine is a liberal worldview. A liberal worldview would be that a worldview that that response to changes in the society, and uh, whatever change comes along, we think through it and say, look, should we adopt it or not? Some, some have uh, that kind of worldview, which is a progressive and liberal worldview. A progressive one that says, well, whatever comes, we adapt to it. It's a progressive worldview. You have a liberal worldview that says, well, uh, just let people do, just give people as much freedom as possible. That's a liberal worldview. You have a conservative worldview, a of world that says, look, this is what we have been doing before. We want to conserve it. But then you have a Christian worldview, you have a biblical worldview. You also have a secular worldview—a worldview that says, "Well, whatever we want to do, we think if we start from the point that there is no divine authority binding us. We are gotten unto ourselves. We make our own decisions." And so you have different uh, sort of worldviews outside there. And I mean, what did? This gentleman, what did Mr. Mike Johnson, the newly elected Speaker of the United States of, House of Representatives, what did he say about his worldview? I want to take this report from the Guardian of London. The man said, go pick up a Bible and you will know my worldview. Go pick up a Bible and you know my worldview. And that was really fascinating indeed. When he said, go pick up a Bible and you will know my worldview could it be as simple as that? Could it be as simple as that? A Christian should simply say, go pick up a Bible and you will know what my worldview is. Another quote from that interview says, uh, according to Fox News, they say, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That is my worldview. Go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That is my worldview. I mean, that is a a man, clear, clear about his worldview and we do celebrate that moment of moral clarity, which Many, all of us should aspire to. That moment of moral clarity is what uh, all of us should aspire to, where we can proclaim from the rooftop uh, where, when any issue confronts us, where we'll go read your Bible. And the Bible is clear about this. And I know that people out there will tend to say, well, uh, maybe it's not like this, that Sometimes don't you find even some pastors and some churches claiming to believe the Bible and still being confused about this matter. They just choose to be confused. The Bible is clear, as clear as could be on all of the issues confronting the society today, we just refuse, we just refuse to, uh, to accept what the Bible says. And above all else, if you want justification for your worldview, if you want justification for your word view, if you want justification, if you want a biblical basis for basing your worldview on the Bible, go and read 2 Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That is the Christian's worldview. That is the Christian's worldview. Simply sit That is the Christian's worldview. You take every thought captive, every ism, every theory, every idea, every development, every proposition in society, you take it captive to make it obedient to the to Christ if it does not obey Christ if it does not honor Christ if it does not agree with the word of Christ it cannot be your word view your word view is that ism that theory that uh, that proposition that idea that you have reflected on that you have modified to be obedient to Christ if it cannot be modified to obey Christ to obey the will of Christ then it cannot be your word view so uh, next time you are asked to state your position on the matter please don't edge don't hedge, don't, don't be coy, don't be coy, uh, don't prevaricate, don't prevaricate. Let us move away from this moral confession. Christians should, uh, should be the ones who are most clear about these matters. Moral clarity, that's something to celebrate, and indeed we do celebrate uh, that moment of moral clarity from Mr. Mike Johnson, newly elected Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, and we should uphold him in prayer him, as well as many other Christians serving in different public offices all over the world, that the Holy Ghost will give them the grace to continue to uh, to stand up for what is right and to defend to defend their Christian views even in the face of onslaught by a secular culture. We demolish every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's my worldview and I do hope it's yours as well. Next on on the Lord's side, I want to engage with this uh, with this disturbing disturbing story. This is from the Guardian of London again. I'm 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 going back to the Guardian of London again. But this is about a matter that well may not immediately concern you, uh, but should bother you really. It should bother. You. It is the story of a woman who said she stumbled upon or was made to become aware of a pornographic material online on pornographic material online now why we bring this up uh, is because I wanted to listen is because I mean we have dealt with several on this program with the issue of artificial intelligence and how it is possible nowadays to clone to clone people's voice, uh, to clone to clone a person's voice and now it's appearing that it's also possible to clone a person's face a person's face and put it on a video i want you to listen to this and i hope uh, that you're get, you're going to get the gist of it just before uh, we engage with this uh, with this really 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 disturbing disturbing story listen to it
1: we've got a body a woman's body she's sitting on the edge of the bed It looks like a hotel room or something. She's got a pierced belly button, she's got her breasts out, she's lifting up her top to show them. She's got a kind of blonde wig. And this woman has my face.
0: Well, I do not know, did you get the gist of that? That's a story from the beginning of London, telling of, telling of a woman who is now complaining that she stumbled upon this uh, pornographic video or was, was made to see it. And she described the video and said, well, amazingly, uh, the woman in the video who uh, obviously participated in that uh, pornographic activity, do you know what? The woman had a face, had a face. I mean, God forbid, imagine you tuning into... You stumbling on a video uh, on any social media platform, or or trying to watch a movie, and you see the protagonist in that movie, or any other person concerned in that movie, uh, whether acting uh, a role that you agree with, whether I mean whether whether portraying an idea you agree with or, or an idea you disagree with. But imagine that uh, you see someone, and then wow, you see yourself, you see yourself, you see your face on that person. That is something now made possible by artificial intelligence intelligence uh, that technology is not yet widespread but it's there and i've always mentioned this on on the lord side the thing about technology is that once it is there then it is there once the technology is there the technology is there it's like when the the horses are bolted out of the store you can't draw them back that's not when to shut the gate has- yes many people are talking now about about regulating social media uh, not social media sorry about regulating artificial intelligence and of course there should be some form of reg- some form of regulation uh, everybody will still have to think through how to put that in place but we know what you know what, what what the case is the case is that the technology is already out there and nations of the world know this that even when you know that a technology is dangerous and it needs to be regulated even when treaties are endorsed by nations and agreement is made to regulate some part of technology, you know what happens. Even the nations who sign those treaties don't adhere to them. They don't regulate themselves because they know uh, that if they were to stop uh, to stop investing in those technologies, if they were to stop uh, to stop pursuing those technologies, if they were to st- if they were to stop developing those technologies, uh, they would have no assurance that the other nations will stop. And if other nations fail to stop, what would happen is that the nations who adhere to those treaties will find themselves holding the shorter end of the stick at the end of the day, because those who uh, will then continue to develop the technology, even in in, uh, in in violation of the treaty, they will find themselves, well, at, at, a, at, at an advantage in the future in terms of that technology what are you going to do about this? Uh, that's the question. What can be done about this? Uh, I, I, I think we are limited in what we can do. That is clear. We are limited in what we can do in terms of, again, the horses have been bolted already. It is not impossible. I, I do not know about you. I don't know how you have kept yourself on social media, but I can tell you that it will be near impossible for any of your pictures not to be on online. That would be almost near impossible for any of your pictures uh, not to be found online. I remember that, and this was a long time ago, maybe even 10 years ago, I was uh, serving a board as, as company secretary. And I recall that uh, the question was whether uh, the management of that company wanted to get uh, a photograph of the chairman of that company, a, a popular person in Nigeria. I wanted to get a, a photograph of, of that person to be put on on some promotional materials and they were saying that sir we're going to come to you and and, and the man responded and this was like said look, look, look i mean that's all there just go on the internet you'll find uh, multiple and many pictures of me and uh, maybe it was true of people who were out there and on top of their careers in 10 years ago 15 years ago but today it is true of almost everyone i know some people have been have been have considered themselves so, uh, so uh, how do you put it? Not just should we use the word wisely, but some people have considered themselves so, so well that they don't have their pictures flying about there. Uh, but in some other respect, you find that the way the culture is built today is actually to have your. Details out there. Many people, when they want to enter into commercial transactions with you, uh, for the first time, they do extensive research on, online. If they are unable to find any detail on you, uh, then they become most reluctant uh, to recommend. They become most reluctant to recommend dealing uh, dealing with you from time to time. We do that as well as lawyers. Sometimes we want to conduct due diligence on behalf of our client. A client wants to enter into a particular transaction. The first thing we do is to conduct the extensive due diligence on different social media platform and say uh, what do you find uh, you ask the question whether what you find online and uh, whether what you find online matches uh, what has been presented to you in real life so I mean we live in that uh, in that uh, confusing age where you are between putting out as much as possible about yourself online or being careful about what you put out online I mean this much I can say is that again uh, at the risk of repeating it, the horses are bolted. Uh, it is difficult to now to now call back what you have put online. But what you have, I mean, the reality about the internet is that what has been put there, has been there, is there forever. There is actually no way to to remove it all. There are some people, experts who... Uh, who specialized in things like this, always attempting to to uh, to pull away from the internet stories about them, but it's almost, almost almost difficult because uh, once people are able to download to their phones or screenshot or save then it is it is practically uh, practically impossible. I mean there are ways to also know these these things and to destroy them but I mean that's an aside. The question again is in the age of artificial intelligence and the possible abuses to which the technology behind artificial intelligence could be put, what can we do? I think we just be circumspect, people. We just be careful, people. Uh, there are some things that I that I observe online. Some projects that I observe online that every time I see it just makes me sure that I, sometimes you have uh, somebody studying a trend. Uh, the point is, web trends are all good, and maybe some of them are just fun. But I just wonder at how easily people hop on and catch on to trend. Somebody puts on and say, look, post a picture of you 10 years ago. And you find many people searching their galleries and then posting it everywhere and say, post a picture of you 10 years ago. Somebody said, post a picture of your spouse. And you find people just hopping up and joining the uh, joining the trend and posting pictures of their spouse. Post a picture of your first of your first child. So people going out there and just post it. In some post a picture of you angry. And they, and if I'm people, millions of people joining the bandwagon and doing the same thing. You also find people who post a picture of you. Uh, of you traveling, or put a picture of you in the United States. Post a picture of you in the UK. Post a picture of you on vacation. Post a picture of you uh, in your office. Post a picture of you uh, doing your business. put a picture of you eating. Post a picture of you uh, in a loving mood with your uh, with your boyfriend or with your husband. You in fact, people just doing it volunteering. You get just volunteering information about themselves on social media so much so that the people who have uh, who have mischief up in their heart those who have uh, who have diabolical intentions out there they have in their possession, accessible to them, information volunteered, volunteered by people who are potential uh potential pre, potential victims of uh, manipulation by artificial intelligence and other dark technologies out there. We should be circumspect people, and and Paul wrote that said when Paul wrote that we should walk circumspectly, we should walk circumspectly in this world, we should take it as part of what. It was referring to. We should walk circumspectly and not as fools. Not as fools. I would say both in spiritual matters and in practical matters like this. We should walk circumspectly and not as fools. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And these are evil from a spiritual point of view they are evil because yes it is the devil himself who rules this world and is trying to get the better of believers but also in practical terms as we have seen with artificial intelligence the technology behind it being capable of being abused in the matter in the manner we have just described as revealed in that uh, in that post by the guardian of London and the distress of that woman who found her face on the main actor in a pornographic movie imagine the horror of that finding your face uh, on the on the face of the character playing a lead role in a pornographic matter pornographic video even any video whatsoever imagine the horror of that uh, I'm, again, I'm not saying that that woman found herself in that position because uh, she, she joined that kind of oh, trend that I described earlier on. It could have been through any of that. Means. But I'm saying that even if we cannot recall or we are put online, even if we cannot stop from posting online, because we must, if you're in a career, you want to have your website out there, your picture out there. Even if you can't stop everything, at least the ones that you need not engage in, do not engage in it. The one that you need not volunteer, do not engage in it. You have to ask yourself uh, there are people who, are, who, who there are there are companies and dark forces who mine information online and I, and I always say that some people will be surprised at how much information these dark elements uh, they call them the dark web members of the dark web some people will be surprised at how much information uh, members of the dark web have on them on them I, i'm sure that those elements in the dark web they'll be able to compile a dossier of sorts on some people they know who they are Their are, are their spouses their children where they vacated last year where uh, they go to every time where they were last weekend and things like that because we just volunteer these things again it is not me saying don't be on social media i've said it i've said it a number of times the horses are bolted. That cannot be stopped any longer. But at least the things you can pull, you, 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 can, uh, you can, you can, you can, you need not share. Do not share. The things you need not share, you need uh, not share. Let us walk circumspectly and not as fools. Let us be wise. Let us, be, let us redeem the time. Let us understand that the days are indeed evil. The days are evil. They are evil indeed. And I do pray. That uh, the grace of God will sustain us because, above all else, it is the grace of God, it is the grace of God that sustains us. We are living in interesting times, you say. Well, yes, we are living in interesting times, but the grace of God is always, always, always sufficient. Okay, today we find a number of interesting stories from the Garden of London, and I want to bring you yet another one. This one talks about an Italian woman who has just recently won a court case to, guess what? Make a guess. Uh, an Italian woman who has just recently won a court case to evict her two sons from her house. So she had to go to court for this matter to to evict our two sons from our house. The first one aged 40, the second one aged 42. Think about that. And I want to read the story. This says, the proportion of Italian adults still living with their parents has long been high but one mother was forced to take drastic action after her two sons, both in their 40s, refused to abandon the comfort of the family home. The woman, 75, from the northern city of Pavia had grown weary of having to maintain her two sons, 40 and 42, and on several occasions tried to convince them to find a more autonomous living arrangement, especially as each had a job. But neither of them wanted to know. She said, according to a report in the local newspaper La Provincia, Povice, the mother was also annoyed that, that her sons did not contribute to the household expenses or chores, the newspaper reported. So she took them to court, culminating with a judge sympathizing with her plight and issuing an eviction order against the men. In a ruling, the judge said, while the men still living at home, Was initially warranted due to the obligation of the parent to provide maintenance. It was no longer justifiable given the fact that they were over 40. The men now have until 18 December to move out. According to this report, again, we are taking it from the Guardian of London. It says almost 70% of people in Italy aged between 18 and 34 still live at home with their parents, according to the 2022 data 72% of men and 66% of women. Think about that again. That almost 70 percent of people in Italy between age between 18 and 34 still live at home with their parents. A 2019 study found that of the young adults living at home, 36.5 were students, 38.2 had a job, 38.2 had a job, and 23.7 were searching for one. Although there have always been a culture in Italy of multiple generations living under one roof, the number of young adults staying longer in the family home has risen risen in recent years, mostly as a result of tough economic conditions and the lengthy amount of time it takes to find a stable job. However, many are dismissed as big babies. And this is a point we want to make, really, uh, in bringing up these stories. Listen to this, this paragraph. It says, However, many are dismissed, that is many of the young adults in Italy, are dismissed as... Bambucione. I do not know what I'm calling that Italian term correctly, but that's, a, that's an Italian name for big babies, a term first used by an Italian politician in 2007 to mock adults still living with their parents, and we suggest that some do it for the convenience of free room and board free room and board, so big babies. Now, the point is there are uh, again, when we engage with stories like this, we have to understand that individual situations are different. There are some people who find themselves uh, living in family homes because that is the right thing to do. Uh, for example, uh, if a person, if the family home is inhabited by only one person and it is convenient for a person who lives in that city to stay there and to operate from there. Of course, it makes perfect sense because it will make even less, it will be more uh, unwise for a large family home to be left uninhabited simply because. The person does not want to live there again. There's just different, uh, peculiar situations for different persons where you find yourself that you have to live in a family home or stay longer, uh, stay longer with the parents. So, this is a matter where we can say clearly that one size does not fit all, meaning that one interpretation, one approach to the story will not fit all. But I love that the reporters here have also mentioned what is. Uh, a growing societal concern in Italy. And if you also listen to many commentaries from Europe and the United States, you find uh, a major societal concern from many European uh, many European countries and some parts of North America as well where you have big babies, big babies uh, who just don't want to live life. Who just don't want to live their own lives and just want to remain you know, as babies, as babies, we just don't want to go out there and live life, and just do, and we just want to uh, to live life as babies. And now you, you see that in, even in this particular case, this is not a case of where uh, the sons were either and they were not handicapped, they were not even pre- they were not even uh, economically uh, disadvantaged. They had steady jobs. Many people give excuses in this manner for people who don't have jobs. And that's understandable. I've said earlier on that uh, a, we cannot have a one-size-fits-all approach to this. But there are cases of people who have steady jobs, but they do just want out. They just do not want to step out there to live uh, their own lives. You One may say that Oh, maybe some people are desperately trying to live their lives. Of course, we, we recognize that. But there are many young adults who would confess on their own that they're not interested in starting families, they're not interested in just starting life on their own because there's no point to it. The point is that the secular culture has so molded a particular generation into thinking that there is no point to life whatsoever. There's no point to life, there's no point to starting a family, uh, there's no point to wanting to do something because, I mean, it all means nothing, it all means nothing. That is a zero-sum approach by the secular culture, and I dare say that, see, any culture that does not glorify God, any culture that does not adopt a divine worldview, that does not adopt a Christian worldview, uh, at least a religious worldview, will be a culture that is... Uh, that, that, that has a zero-sum approach to things, meaning the culture that says vanity of vanity. Yes, the Bible teaches us about vanity of vanity. It, it is to tell us uh, that that we should not think of this one, but think of the word uh, hereafter. But there is a culture, it's a secular culture that says, look, there is even nothing hereafter. So it makes no sense to even struggle for anything. You'll be surprised if you do a search online, and uh, you'll be surprised... At the result you are going to get uh, relating to the proportion of young people, young adults in Europe who have decided not to have families, not to give back to children, because guess what? So, because of, of of the climate, they are afraid that the climate, uh, the climate condition would worsen, uh, that there will be uh, that doomsday caused by the damage done to the climate by human beings. There are many people out there who are saying, "Look, human beings are so terrible. The more." Uh, the more children we have, the more impact we have on the climate, the more negative impact we have on the climate, and the sooner we will bring the, we will bring the climate crashing down. On our edge. So the point I'm trying to make is that yes, why there are uh, scenarios, there are individual cases that we cannot just dismiss with the wave of the hand. In this matter, there are also there are also uh, a growing body, a, a growing proportion of young adults in many societies out there who are not ready to. Go out and have families of their own because of their worldview. Because of their worldview. And this is why worldview matters. And that's where we started for this morning, uh, talking about the worldview of Mike Johnson, the newly elected Speaker of the United States House of, of Representatives. Worldviews matter and worldviews matter What views matter they matter a lot and they determine so many things so if uh, the culture has been teaching a worldview a worldview that says hey don't don't think about it that it's not into life and the the old world is going to come to an end because human beings are destroying the climate so don't bring more babies into the world that's what they're going to have you're going to have people who do not want to set out on their own and again any idea spoken of anywhere we find its way everywhere everywhere and that is why we cannot say oh we are far away in africa in nigeria and this will never come this will never come to us we can never say that it will never be wise to do that Okay, I came across this on Instagram. An actress from Nigeria talking about uh, talking about what she called a serious case of femicide and organ harvesting that we should pay attention to. And, and I wanted to listen to this. I'm, I'm going to start and replay it again. Uh, she said we have a serious case of femicide and organ harvesting in Nigeria. Guys, hi.
1: Something is bothering me even though I was on a one hour phone call today with my friend I still feel like at this point we need to have a conversation we need to gather around we need to figure out what we need to do this Justina's case is really doing my head in in a way that I didn't expect it to every time these kind of cases come up I'm always so stressed out like I don't know I don't know if you guys remember Uduak, when Uduak Uduak went to look for a job. Uduak went to look for a job on Twitter when she was lured to some place by some animal and then she was raped and she was killed. Now, Justina, I'm scared. And I think we all need to be scared too because at this point it can happen to anybody. I think what was scarier for me is the fact that there's a bunch of people that are so insensitive and making it seem as if it's okay, you know, saying, oh, she's looking for the first live or blah, but I don't know Justina from anywhere. I've seen her TikTok videos. I've even seen a video that she did with the said guy and to me she just seems like a regular university girl that is just doing her thing i don't know what people are saying that me i'm not seeing that's making people insinuate that she's doing whatnot. or maybe it's people that know her i don't know but my own question now is even if she is i don't know that is enough reason for people to be insensitive about the fact that someone got butchered We're not talking about the fact that someone got in an accident and there was a fight and someone hit somebody and she fell down and died, no. We're talking about the fact that someone went to sleep in her partner's house and then she was butchered and put in disposable bags to be thrown out like garbage. I don't know how much more careful you can be with your partner at this point. Like... I don't know how much more careful we can be with our partners at this point. People already have trust issues in their relationships, but were somehow supposed to add this one on top that? Oh, you might get butchered. Keep that in mind. Can we just leave? Is it not enough stress?
0: Well, you added there, can we just leave? Is it not enough stress? And you see, I mean, uh... Ah. I mean, how do you start to, to engage with this? And I do hope that you have come across the story of that Justina, the lady that this actress referenced in a uh, in an Instagram post. That lady, as uh, from what we understand, a, a university student, another graduate, who went to visit with her boyfriend, uh, slept in his house, whether slept or not. But anyway, was butchered, was killed by the boyfriend, was put in disposable bags, ostensibly to be used as I do not know, maybe for ritual purposes or. For as part of the the organ harvesting evil uh, that is pervading the whole country and many parts of the world. I mean, yes, this is a point where somebody will say, "Well, why would she go to her husband, to her boyfriend's house, to stay there, to live there? That is an issue, but that is not the issue. It's, It's a relevant issue, but it is merely tangential. We were on the Lord's side. We know that that should not be done. But the fact is that, we should look at the horror itself. We should look at the evil that has been done. The evil, the real evil here, is the boyfriend who butchered uh, a his girlfriend. Number one, and the people who butcher or kill other people anyway, not even yeah, it is horrible. It is. It is a reflection of the darkness in the heart of people that a boyfriend or a, or uh, anybody would butcher a known person. You know, to kill a known person is horrible. But then it is it is not it is not any worse than uh, a stranger uh, killing another person, either for ritual purposes or for commercial purposes. Well, I mean, even those ritual purposes are commercial purposes anyway. So I can understand the horror uh, from these ladies, these actresses' point of view. Some may be saying, well, uh, if they were Christians and in Christian relationships, that would not be the case. And that would be a relevant uh, contribution to the discourse as well. Uh, But it is still an issue that there is this kind of darkness in the hearts of people. We cannot say just in Nigeria because uh, you just need to follow criminal stories from any part of the world, and you find that there is darkness in the heart of people. I've, been, I've just been reading a book recently written by a senior rocket of Nigeria. Uh, th- this book given to me by uh, by a senior colleague uh, who uh, whose acquaintance I just made when walking. I whenever I walk uh, early in the morning, we we, 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 we our paths cross, and then he told me about this book. Just give it to me. Written by a senior of Nigeria, a, a collection of shorting. That is shock. Sorry for that. A collection of shocking short stories based on actual court cases, written by Mr. Laib about today's Snappit of Nigeria, and entitled he "Dark Hearts." Dark hearts, dark hearts, and and that's what you find. You read through all these stories from criminal cases uh, decided by the Supreme Court, and you find, that, you find that the Bible is just absolutely right about the darkness in the hearts of men. Uh, yes, this is an occasion you look at it just now, can you say this is an occasion where you say that? See, light as no. Business with darkness, and you do not expect a Christian person to be in a relationship with an unbeliever. That is correct. It is a relevant point, and we should emphasize it. Uh, that uh, one should be should be on the lookout uh, for telltale signs. Telltale signs about uh, one's partner. If you have a partner who just loves the good things of life, or who has uh, a means of livelihood that he cannot verify, you should be concerned. You should be concerned. Uh, These are telltale signs. But I won't say that we should we should again i think every christian should should every time every time just wonder at the darkness in the hearts of people who, who uh, people whose hearts are not inhabited by the holy spirit when the holy spirit is not the king in any heart see let me tell you no matter how polished that person may appear to be no matter how how, how suave, how educated, how highly placed, you, you have no idea uh, the darkness locking in that heart. But blessed are those whose hearts have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, in whose heart Jesus is king. It is the, it is the Lord Himself who puts in us the will to do and to will what is acceptable inside it is him who does that otherwise left to our own devices you find such darkness such darkness manifesting in the horrors that we are now engaging with we do pray for comfort for the family of that lady we do pray that from our sad example many we take uh, we take lessons from it and we do pray that the lord will use both you and me and his church to to send the light, to send the light, send the light. What this nation needs is, is the light of Christ, is the light of Christ. Did I say this nation? What this world need, needs and what our message should be every time is that we should send the light, send the light, the gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Thank you very much for listening to us today on Gospel Best Radio or on the Lord's side, Christian perspectives on news and current events. I hope to be with you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Whatever you do, please remain firmly on the Lord's side. God bless you. God bless you very good.
1: You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.